expect that <laughs> but Cashman did a little freestyle at the I end yeah I didn't expect that little ding, 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 ding. like at the end that was really nice that was really oh, nice once again shout out to Cashwin for making us these fucking jams because he just he just kills talk about best song of the decade there it is there That's it is it. show's <laughs> over <laughs> welcome back um well, here we are folks the uh first of the last three-part series that we and nothing special are going to bring with you or bring to you. Uh, this is our, um, this is an idea that Frankie and I had. Uh, well, actually, Frankie approached me with it. We're going to go ahead. Back in like October. So yeah. don't think we're, we're uh, yeah. yeah, this is an idea we had. Uh, this is our part one of our three part special where it's the end of the decade special. And we're going to, we're going to focus on what we thought were the best for at least for this episode, the best albums. I would frame it more, um, our favorite albums. Our favorite albums. Because I feel like some of the stuff I'm like, there's been like more accomplished things put out. Yeah. But this is what I really like. Yeah. Hell this yeah. This is what I was into. Hell yeah. 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 It, it's, uh, it seemed like a really cool idea. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we're we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna bring it to you guys. And th- again, this is our top albums of the decade. You know, t- the the 2010s are coming to an end. That's it. It's That's fucking insane to think of how long uh, a decade really like feels. It is because sometimes like you. We've been we spent like an hour and a half going through old music before yep. uh, or of the decade before we started this. Yeah, and there's stuff that you play this from like 2010 mm-hmm. that like ah oh, cannot believe how long ago that was. That shit takes you back immediately to where you were at. Like I was 20, I guess. Yeah, no? I guess at the beginning of the decade I was 19. I was, I was 19. Yeah. yeah, so I was 19. Yeah. Oh my god, I was such a baby. Yeah, you thought such, you knew it all. Such a little boy. I thought I was like already, you know, tenured, like already, like fucking. I, I I knew my shit. Hey, yeah. I still don't. I still, I don't, saying, I still a lot don't. happens too, because sometimes you think, oh, you know, what's been going on in my life? Not much, this and that. But you really think about what happened this decade? Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot that has happened this decade. We finished school, got jobs, got jobs. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Had relationships, friendships, all kinds <laughs> of stuff. But not to get too sentimental, but. It's a long time. We started the podcast. Started the podcast. Damn, man. That's such a long fucking time. And you know, but you know what? Wouldn't have done it any other way. Wouldn't have started it with anybody else. So All right. <laughs> <laughs> and um damn. Here we are. That's it. Episode seventy six. Mm-hmm. Nothing special podcast. Part one of the end of the decade special. Uh so yeah, I mean I'm saying fuck it. We're gonna we're gonna kick this shit off. Let's go right in. We're gonna kick no week. this shit off. Nothing's no week. happened this week. Nothing happened this week. <laughs> Thank God. Um, all right. Let's let do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? I'll let you go first. You want me to go Get first? Things warmed up. Okay. All right. So you're gonna do like a top five, five. I'm gonna to one. do I'm gonna do a top five. Mine go from like my fifth most love to the number one. All right. Mine um, are gonna go more of a I couldn't really put them in order, so uh-huh. these are just like the five Things that were my favorite. And just to say, like, it was a super hard thing to narrow down. It's super hard. Because we were talking before about all the stuff that we've liked. 
mm-hmm. that could easily be on the list. It just yeah. feels like. You so know. I think what we'll, I think what we have to do is like we're gonna do our top five, and then you know we're gonna list that, and then we'll do some like honorable mentions. Yeah, then we'll like discuss a, fun, a couple things afterwards. Yeah, yeah, we'll do some honorable mentions. I, I have honorable tracks. I want to do honorable tracks and oh, honorable shit. mentions. So, because I have a couple. Okay. Um. All right, man. This. All right. I, I gotta say, for my for my number five, this has to listening re listening to this album today. This took me back. Mm-hmm. This took me back to a time where things were a little a little more simpler, and a time where me and Frankie weren't as like tight as we are right now. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> and it's it just um, listening to it just just really brought me back to college, to the group, to my old dorm, my old apartment. Just listening to this and just just having a good time, and. Um, it's really funny because uh, this album wasn't it, it. It wasn't like it's not a super fun album, but uh, it's none other than uh, Drake's uh, "Take Care." Oh, I couldn't. Uh, I couldn't. Uh, <laughs> couldn't pass it up. Couldn't pass it up. It was between this and "Thank Me," uh, or uh, I'm sorry, it was between this and um, "If You're Reading This, It's Too Late." But this one just had the hits for me, man. Like "Take Care." by drake i mean this the first song alone like this this first song over my dead body this is i was going through some shit <laughs> like mm-hmm. when this when this album came came into my life and uh this first song just just hit on so many different levels for me i'll never forget where i was like i never forget where i was mentally emotionally it was just there and i was like man you know i i've been following drake at this point from like the beginning like mixtape days yeah here he comes with like his second studio album. That's and... the first time I fucking met you. One of the first times. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember like I didn't really know you. This is early as shit. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, you're good. But for some reason, I think we've talked about it. I don't know if we ever talked about it, but me and Cashwin uh-huh. went to a party with some of our friends and you were there and you were talking to somebody. Yeah. And you were doing the whole like, you ever talk to somebody? And whenever they uh, the, they present the argument, they do the like. The like clapping with every like you ever know like this this like let me give you an example Drake is the greatest rapper of all time and, it, <laughs> and this must have been like at early two thousand ten at that time I thought he was I mean <laughs> once again I mean the argument you knew can, the argument you knew the like the the career arc that he was about to have I knew man dude I felt it I felt it and you know what it's funny because I specifically remember him on Degrassi. And there's an episode, I talked about it before, but there's an episode where he has, um, where he has, like, a whole, like, this, this poem, like, what, what is it, what is it called when they read poems? It's like a poetry, spoken sm- word, spoken word, uh, yes, slam poetry. slam poetry or some shit. Well, he does that and he's rapping. And I remember thinking, like, this boy's got it. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I know I don't have it, but I know he, ha- I know he does. And uh, I mean, here we are today. I mean, he's one of the biggest artists of uh, fuck. He's one of the biggest artists of like our generation at this point. Mm-hmm. Like the dude's like fucking on top of the world. But um, yeah, man, I, I, a couple of well, shit. I'm gonna go through some of the tracks that I just loved. I mean, I can go through all of them, but like I said, over my dead body. I gotta say, headlines for sure. Crew love. This. God damn it. <laughs> Crew Love, 
the number one track from this. Everybody knew what it was. Fucking Marvin's Room. Mm-hmm. You need to talk about like I'm in my feels. This song. Damn, this song hit, man. This song hit so good. Yeah, I can. Uh, we all know my uh, my history with Drake. <laughs> It's not really history as much as it's just been like I've never fully latched on, uh-huh. but I've come around to the like Drake has some hits. Yeah, he does. He and does. it's crazy to think like it traces so far back, like uh-huh. ten years has been nothing but, I guess, some kind of like ability to crank out hits. Yeah, like it hasn't he hasn't tapered off. I don't know mm-hmm. if it's because he was like pretty like such a young dude when he like kicked everything off. Yep, but uh, he's still at the top. He's still doing it. Underground Kings, badass song. I mean, it's just it's it's uh, hell yeah, fucking right. I remember <laughs> fucking uh, and the motto with Lil Wayne. Mm. My shit. But yeah, that's my number five pick. Mm-hmm. Number five of the decade has to go to none other than uh, Drake's. Uh, take care. Drake's take care, honey. You should have passed this one a little earlier. Oh, <laughs> Do it a little smoother. <laughs> Keep talking about Drake. <laughs> Uh yeah, I mean, could be said? it was uh, yeah, I mean, uh, well, because it was like I said, it was uh, between that and if you're reading this, it's too it's too late. If I will say, if you're reading this, is too late is what I would call Drake's Jesus. Is like because at that point he did, it's like a much harder album than mm-hmm. what he's what he's released, and it's probably like his hardest album that he's released since then and before then. To be honest with you, because each one of those songs. Is on a different like inner like it's on a different level than what he was like into at the time, mm-hmm. and he's just releasing just energy into every single track onto that album, and I loved it. But his first album that I just like fucking fell in love with was that Take Care, so that's why I, I chose it above it. All right, so, so and we're doing one album per artist. Uh huh. So wait, like mean you can have repeat artists? Or no, we can do only we, one. Oh, so you're not yeah. doing like two Drake albums? No, yeah, I'm not doing two okay. Drake albums. Yeah. All, right. All right, give me a little volume there. I see it. All right. Let me pause that. Yeah, pause that. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> my first album, which I guess I'll just call it my number five. They're not, not in order, right. but uh, takes me back to college as well. This was so long ago. Uh, you know, I was looking at the album and I couldn't believe how long ago it was. And it's a band that I haven't thought about much uh-huh. anymore. Through not their fault, but also their fault. You know, whatever. <laughs> but uh-huh. it's gonna go to Brothers by the Black Keys. Oh shit, yeah. Mm. That's it, man. So Damn. Listen to that shit. That is a <laughs> that, oh god, that's such a good fucking song. It's a good album. Fantastic yeah. album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is one of the bands. A fun fact about this is like Frankie always gets into this shit way earlier than I ever do. And he tries to show me. But like Cashwin is like my secret plug. Yeah, on- <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cashwin is well he's he's our all secret things. plug. Yeah, on that, shit. that's our biggest secret. But I feel like It'll be Cashwin, you, and then I'll come around like a year later. Because I feel like maybe like two years or a year later after this came out, that's when I got into it. Mm-hmm. I couldn't get enough of this shit. Yeah, like your shit is like I like play you something. I'm like, hey, man, I think you like this. Yeah. And like you don't even fucking pay attention. Yeah. <laughs> and then two years later, you're giving me a, hey, man, this is good stuff. <laughs> but so I think this album came out in 2010. This is right, right wow. at the turn. That's, yeah, that's it. It came out on a... Uh, May 18th, so a couple days after my birthday, 2010. Yeah. I just turned 20. And uh, what takes me back so much is this is one of those albums that reminds me so much of college because we were 
always rolling around in my car. Yeah. Just like everywhere we went, oh, let's all get in. We'll drive there. And I didn't have uh, much but like a CD player. Uh-huh. And I had one of those shitty little uh, like FM transmitters. Yeah. Um, I had that shit too. Yeah. And so too. whenever. The little cassette that you put into your cassette yeah, player. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so whenever I had this CD, I couldn't get enough. Yeah. So I was playing it in the car all the time. And like Cashman was already into it. Dustin got into it. Megan was fucking with it. Like we were all like. Just loving it. Everybody was into it. Like back to front. We would just like put it on and listen to it. And this shit is so good. And so it's kind of like one of the Black Keys, Laters, Black Keys Later albums. Uh, you know, they're kind of this uh, blues rock group. But I feel like with this album, they like, I think it was produced by a, what's the dude's name? Danger Mouse. I don't think he produced the whole thing. He might have. Uh-huh. But um, I don't know. Something about the sound is just like a warmer, more like kind of classic sound. Yeah, for sure. Uh, oh, man. I, I fucking love it. What, got, uh, what, uh, get get into some of the other tracks. That. This is a more like well-known song that had mm-hmm. like some radio play. This one had like the, the commercial hits. Yeah, yeah. So um, still was, good though. Still it good. Was this one, yeah. And so this was a song that was like, oh, it's like real poppy. It's got like the feel to it. Yeah. You're gonna get into like the real like the meat of the album. Yeah. Ooh. It's the just got kid. like like that bluesy, like sweaty, grimy feel to it. Yeah. That oh man, I couldn't get enough. The Sinister Kid, man, that that is that's probably my top mm-hmm. uh my top track from that from that album, to be honest. So fucking good. Um eventually they come out with like a couple more albums where I didn't El Camino comes out a little yeah, more yeah, lean yeah. towards like the classic rock feel. Yeah. And then I fell off. Then like they came out with a couple more albums and I, I was just out. I was yeah. out. It felt like this album is what put them over to, you know, the one of the bigger bands in the world. Yeah. And after that, to me, it just kind of like something happened. Maybe I lost interest in something. This one. Ugh. When you showed me this one, mm-hmm. oh, man, I because I, I, I had never heard this one. Yeah. Like, I, I, had, I guess I had skipped it whenever I first heard the album mm-hmm. or something. It was like one of like the ones towards the end. Yeah. And so I guess I never finished it. But, damn, man, this this song is it's not only is it beautiful, but it's just a. Just a nice fucking song. Just yeah. a nice sounding song. It's like about his like wife's uh, dead brother that he never met, but he just like wrote a song for him. Yeah. And it's like, man, beautiful. That's a good song. Yeah. I can play the whole thing for y'all, but just so you get an idea of the songs and the feel of the album. But yeah, I couldn't. When I was looking at the albums that have been like this decade, I'd already forgotten. It's been so long. Like we said, that was nine years ago. Yeah. Nine or years. Or almost like, yeah, like nine years ago. So... When you look back, you're like, oh, my God. Like, that was, like, a very important every single day of my life. Yep. I'm going to bump the black keys. Yep. Not as much anymore. There was a, so there was a time where I had a, I was in between cars after we had graduated because mm-hmm. uh, I had I was driving the Red Expedition, but then that shit, like, crapped out. And then I was driving, um, God damn it. I was driving <laughs> uh, my, uh, my dad's old pickup, mm-hmm. GMC. It was, like, an 87 pickup. And I would uh, put on that black keys. I would put on black keys, and I'd just be rolling around with that shit. And yeah. it felt it felt like I had stepped back. It in felt time. right. Yeah, <laughs> it, felt, it felt right, Frankie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it felt really right. Yeah, man. So I, I couldn't I couldn't pass it up. Like as much as uh, like I said, I haven't really uh, kept up with them. They just came out with an album, I think, earlier this year. I think. Yeah. I didn't listen to it. Like I feel bad, but you know, sometimes you move on. Yeah, I feel you. Not from Drake. Not from drinking black keys. <laughs> moved on, and there it is. That was, um, that was good, right? Um, <laughs> so, so that was your number five. Yeah, my number five was take care. My number four, 
uh, a little different. You showed me this album. Um, I ha- I knew nothing about this guy at all. But once you showed me this album, I've been in since the freaking jump, man. I mean, this this is like he's steadily become one of my favorite artists, and mm-hmm. this is probably the most listened to album that I have in my like Spotify playlist. But uh, yeah, my number four. Oh. I can't. I can't. I can't. <laughs> I can't not have this in my list. Yeah. Uh, for those of you that don't know, this is Tame Impala. Uh, album is Currents. That was a good Ooh. little. That was a real DJ move right there. No. Mm. <laughs> I know. They don't do that. <laughs> they just don't do that. They would just cut it off right yeah. when he came in. Yep. <sighs> I remember. Like me and Keante, when this album came out, I just started working at our last, like our last job where we worked together. Yeah. And I used to always come in singing this. And I feel like to this day, I feel like it's still like in her head. Uh huh. Just because like I sang it so many times and yeah. like played it so many times at that job. <laughs> That's a good song. It is a damn good song. I want to have sex with this song okay. one day. <laughs> Shut <But> over. This- <laughs> um, no, nah, man, it's. So I had always been into like synth, mm-hmm. synth heavy music, but I never knew what how to find it, or I never knew how to get into. Talk about it. a chorus, this is it? Mm. That is just—it's beautiful. It's like ethereal, almost. Mm-hmm. Like it's—it's it's heavenly, and um, I always liked this sound. I never knew how to find it. I never knew who did it. So mm-hmm. when you showed me Tame Impala. This shit blew me the fuck away. Yeah. Like, all of it. It blew me away so much. And then you want to talk about, like, some hits, like, deep hits. Like, I remember asking you to play this one at a party. Mm-hmm. And you were like, oh, shit, you know what this is? <laughs> and this is that Nangs. Um, it's just this, to me, is, mm-hmm. like, so soothing. And this, I mean, this is a super short track. I mean, I think it's only, like, it's not even a minute. Oh, it's two minutes. Yeah. And, um... But man, it's it's just—I couldn't think of any other word to explain it than other than just ethereal and just like it really is just heavenly to me. Mm-hmm. I love the sound, I love his voice. Um, every song on here is a hit. When I looked on, what, one of the things that like I was basing my uh, my picks on was like I would choose the album on my Spotify, and I would see it tells you what songs you have saved or liked. Oh, okay. I have like all but maybe three songs liked in this fucking <laughs> album. I like the entire most of the most of the album mm-hmm. except for three. Um, yeah, this is just beautiful. And then, of course, you can't like everybody's heard this one. I think uh, this is a "Let It Happen." I feel like the more popular one is probably uh, this song. This, this oh, yeah. one's like nine minutes long, isn't it? Yeah, this is the, I think but, the one that really broke through is that uh, "The Less I Know." Yeah, the less I know, the better. Yeah, because um, that one got like. Meme fame, yeah, that did. But it's all about this, you know. It's all about this part that's that's like yeah. coming up. I feel like this this to me was like this nice little surprise. So this this song's like eight minutes long, essentially, and it sounds amazing. Like if you listen to this, that's the thing. So you know, you don't know Tame Impala. It's one dude that kind of like he's you know multi instrumentalist guy yeah he sings he plays all the instruments he, he arranges everything so it's just kind of this one dude that just 
I guess, shuts himself away for however long and puts together this album. And like when I think about it that way, that like blows me away. Yeah, yeah, it's it's, like, it's, oh it's amazing. God. It's amazing. Like, I'm sure. I don't know. He probably has some help in some things, but um, but when I first got into him, our friend from college, Christina, she one I don't know out of nowhere like came up to me and Cashwin, and she was just like, "Oh, have y'all heard of this band called Tame Impala? I think you would like it." Um, and it was from their first album. Yeah, and like the first album has more of a like rock feel to it. It's yeah. more like a psychedelic rock. Yeah, and at the time I was like, yeah, that is cool because it reminded me. His voice reminds me of John Lennon. Uh, yeah, and I yeah, was just like, yeah, this feels right. like these like some trippy ass Beatles songs. Yeah, so I liked it. Then they came out with he came out with the second album, Lonerism. Lonerism which was is, like, oh man, didn't he like delve a little more into the psych? So yeah, uh, synthy feel of it. Yeah, Lonerism was the first album you showed me, and, mm-hmm. I, and I liked it. Then, but the synth. Then came, he dropped this album. Yeah. That's when like the world caught on. Yes. And it was like, oh shit. Yeah, man, this was this is a, this was amazing. Um, so a couple of tracks, like I said, I've been playing. You got Nangs. Um, I played cause uh, cause I'm a man. The first one. This is Let It Happen. Uh, you got the moment. This must be like a Christmas song for some reason. This this is like a Christmas song to you. I just yeah. I, I love this bass right here. I don't know. I just that beginning part. Listen. Just killing it, mm. killing it. I, I like. He's, you know, he has that bass face when he's doing that shit. Um, but yeah, man, that, this I couldn't uh, could not include this. This is a beautiful album. It's a fantastic artist. Yeah, man. You gotta hit him with the the real hit. Oh. That's it. That's mm. the one. Mm. Oh. <laughs> oh, drank a bit of my cup. Oh, man, hold up. <laughs> Michael Watts. And then uh, <laughs> the one everybody knows, man. Yeah. Um, I feel like this could just be like an episode of just like humming. Yeah, guys. I was about to say like uh, the more I think about it, like this is about to be pretty like self indulgent episode yeah, where it, it we really just is. get into the shit that we really like. Honestly, man, I mean, I don't this, know how how deep we can get about it. Besides, this is the song I like. And yeah. This song I like, but yeah. it, it's just uh, like I said, it, it, it was a. Uh, this is the whole point of like this whole three part special. We're just going to talk about you know some things that we really just we really loved. And if you haven't already, follow us on Instagram because. Uh, from this point to the end of the year, we're we're posting just nothing but stories about uh, some things that we've loved uh, d- that's happened during the decade. And it's going to be like everything random. It's going to be from everything from moments to movies, music, video games, pop TV culture, shows, references, whatever we memes. feel like. Oh, man, I really fucked with this thing back in 2000, whatever. Yeah, just anything, songs, whatever. anything that we were that we were like really feeling like that's what that's going to be our, our our stories. And um, and uh, damn, you got to pass that. Shit. Yeah, you didn't, you didn't <laughs> let me know. You threw me off. Um, but yeah, uh, so that's uh, follow us on Instagram. Uh, nothing special podcast. Yeah. Um, so my next album uh-huh. is going to be Run the Jewels 2. So nice. Run the Jewels 2. Nice. A group made up of a Killer Mike rapper and LP, another rapper. Uh-huh. Uh, but LP is like the, the producer. He produces all the like beats. Yeah. And they, they're like a rap duo. And so I think in like 2013, they came out with the first one. Yeah. And it was free. And I remember seeing something about it, like probably on Pitchfork. And I'm like, oh, Killer Mike and LP release a, you know, do, you know, group album. Yeah. I remember listening to it and thinking, this is badass. Because all it was was just like, they were just talking shit. It was just like heavy ass beats and them like just talking shit. Yeah. 
And so then I remember telling you about it and like getting real hyped. And then the second one comes out. And it became it, it became like a like a cult thing between me, you, and Cashman to yeah. just get into fucking Run the Jewels. Yeah, yeah. And then the next album comes out, and you can tell that they had so much success on the first album that they really fucking brought it on the next yeah. one. Yeah, they did. Yep. I knew you were gonna play this shit. You better. You might want to record another way. You finna look at history being made. This motherfucker put a mirror on the goddamn screen. Let's go, LP. Enough with all that relaxing shit. Yeah. This ain't ethereal. Remember when like this fucking album came out? I was like, oh, I can't wait to hear what they do. And that first track started like that. Yeah. Oh, I couldn't believe it. Yeah. Yeah. This shit. That shit blew blew me away, man. Run the jewels too. Just like two dudes that are um. Here, here. You feel it so much, damn man. I fuck. I just it's it's just so good. It's it's this is one of the one of the best rap albums that like I can think back. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the decade, most definitely, and th- you want to talk about? <laughs> I mean, how many times? It's probably here. If I can turn this shit up, I, I need to hear the fucking. I'm killing Mike. Yeah. Bring, bring the aggression, the feeling. Just when you think like that's the climax of the anger, yeah, another fucking level. It just builds and it builds and it builds. It's fucking phenomenal. Anyways, uh, how so many how many times have we gone to see them? Uh, I think we've seen them like four times. I think it's like five, man. I I couldn't get enough, and yeah. I don't know. I'll definitely go again. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah, so whatever, I got lost got lost there. Um so the album comes out and there's like two guys who have been in the music business for a long time. Yeah. Like Killer Mike, uh from Atlanta, he's been like, you know, kinda like doing his thing as a more low key kinda the work like a working man's rapper, you know? Yeah, yeah. Whereas like he hasn't really blown up, but he was always in the same circles as like Outcast and I don't know too much else. He's in, you know, the dungeon family lifestyle. Yeah. Um but he never really like hit the like heights uh, that maybe you thought he would have. Yeah. And then uh, LP, as far as I can tell, just like a dude that's been like in this independent label for a long time, mm. doing his own thing. Mm. And uh, they both had like a following, you know. Yeah, I think, yeah, like, yeah, they did. I think in like 2012 they get together. LP produces Killer Mike's album Rap Music, another great ass album. Oh yeah. And then uh, they get together and make this, and then they just fucking took off. Mm-hmm. You know. Took off in like the more less mainstream kind of side of things. I, I would say they're mainstream though at this point because uh, you know because yeah. bigger I, than they'd ever been. Yes, because like, they're because like I, millionaires now. Yeah, and and at one point, remember they were like, man, we're getting all these like Marvel deals and shit. Yeah, like that, they had yeah. like they uh-huh. had like the a Deadpool. They yeah. had multiple Deadpool comics. Like, Run the were, Jewels became Marvel's favorite yeah. rap duo. Yeah, that shit was crazy. Turn the shit over here. So this is this is my shit. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, this every time we're about to listen to the whole album. <laughs> oh my! When this dropped in the in the concerts mm-hmm. you know, at the shows, 
fuck. We went insane. Yeah. We went fucking insane. Mm-hmm. This is when I got kicked in the head. I think yeah. I, I think this is the song that I got kicked in the head because somebody uh, had had stage uh, the crowd dived. Yeah, they kicked you right in the fucking yeah, face. Yeah, and you he right. was wearing he was wearing uh, steel toe boots, and this fucking dude kicked me in right in my goddamn head. Yeah, God, that shit hurt. That's LP. Feel the dicks. Um, but yeah, man, good shit. Uh, they came out with the album. This one had like a more. Uh, Kind of eye on society, kind yeah, of yeah. topics and super, things. Uh, super Still talking like, shit, so, social like, commentary on this yeah, one. Yeah, they they kind of lean into it more, and I feel like they've become more, I guess, aware of what they're saying. The first album was like legit, just talking We're gonna shit, talk shit yeah. trying to top each other, and uh, this was this one, like nothing but like they had this hit with uh, Travis Barker. Hell yeah, it's pretty cool seeing him back. But, yeah, so one of my favorite albums of the decade. Yeah, one of the more more hype albums that I can turn it down never. But yeah, man, that was uh, that's my second one. Run the jewels. They're up to uh, three. They're about yeah, yeah, yeah and uh, Run the Jewels Four is supposed to come out in 2020. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, man, they just good for them. Like yeah, it just honestly. feels like one of those stories. Where it's kind of like you know. They've had their career for such a long time. I think they're both like in their forties, and you never know when you're going to catch your big break. So uh, yeah. keep working out there. Honestly, yeah, it really is. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're right. That really is like yeah. a sort of like a Cinderella esque kind of story. Yeah, it's really but nice. But now this shit is like I said. Like you must be making some money if you got like deals with Marvel. Hell yeah. So hell yeah. Um, all right. So this one, this is a this is a surprise artist that I was introduced to. Um, this this decade uh, it was in 2013 i think yeah it was in 2013 that i found this dude and it was funny because i it was random because you had told me about pitchfork mm-hmm. the website and it was like all my like uh was all your music recommendations. Bullshit hipster uh ideas yeah and um you told me about the website and i was like let me see what this like pitchfork's all about so i go on pitchfork and they're like yo this fucking album by this dude is amazing. It's one of the best albums of the year. Uh, you're doing a disservice to yourself if you haven't listened to it. And I remember looking at the album cover and I was like, what the fuck? It's like this lady and she's in like her bra and panties and she's just standing there with like this weird ass mask on. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm already intrigued. This is weird. I'm going to check this shit out. And um, yeah, this is none other than one of my one of my now he's one of my now favorite artists and we've already went to go see him. But um, talking about uh, Blood Orange, we talking about him last week. Well, uh, yeah, we did Blood Orange, and this is the album Cuba Deluxe. And this is oh, this is like a good interview. <laughs> <laughs> you tell me about this. This is sexy. <laughs> like this is you talk about sexy, and you talk about jazz. Like you talk about just this undeniable sound. You're talking about the second coming to Prince. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I swear I swear to you this is. This dude is phenomenal. I got into this. This is the second song on the track. This is mm-hmm. called this is called Not uh, You're Not Good Enough. Oh. And um I mean just just listen. God damn. Mm. I can't Wait, nobody can see I us, can't. but like there's been too many times because we're like feeling ourselves here and we're playing our favorite music. Yeah. Pedro, like, turn this shit up. 
He's like, just listen to this. And he'll like close his eyes and start like swaying back and forth. And I don't think you mean to, but like little, mm, yeah. like, that'll just come out. Just real, real sensual yeah. ass. Like, like, I'm moaning my girl's yeah. ear. Oh, but yeah, man, I can't say enough about Blood Orange. I mean, the music speaks for itself, I mm-hmm. think, especially with this album. This is the first song on on the on the album's called uh, Chamake, mm-hmm. if, I'm, if I'm pronouncing correctly. But this stuff is I like I'm already into. I like I like different like this is like a rural kind of sound I guess that I kinda, yeah. I kind of really am into. Um, and I was immediately hooked with this song, and it's beautiful and like like the, the, the girl the lady who's singing is like just phenomenal. But every single one. So again, I went like I said, I went through how many songs I've saved. They're all saved. All of them are saved. <laughs> every single one. I've saved this entire album. Oh my god! <laughs> it's 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 so funky. Like uh-huh. this is like get like this is the funkiest shit I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, we saw him. We saw him live for him. Yeah, and uh, I say you listen to this stuff. And then when you see him perform it live, you're just like, oh shit! Yeah. Like it just, I don't know. Some it felt it. like it felt like you were taking a step back in time because mm-hmm. it was. It felt like yo, we're in the '80s, and this is like we're watching almost like Prince right now. This dude's like going off, and he's such a good performer. Mm-hmm. I was so happy that he like he had production in his shit. Like he had he he shot like custom music videos for the show, and that mm-hmm. was like phenomenal. They were playing in the background while he's doing a show on stage as a piano backup singers and i mean the dude just he killed it uh, i thought it was going to be hard for tyler to, to top it but you know i don't know tyler, tyler hey, did hey, hey. tyler did but i mean he, he he just he killed it man um but one thing i like about him is that each so with cupid deluxe this was uh released back in 2013 this is very like almost like a romantic sort of jazzy sound mm-hmm. the stuff that he's come out with since then it kind of has that, but it's a little more harder, I guess, if I can if I can say. So, like, I would definitely say check them out, especially if you like the you know if you like what you're hearing here. But I mean, this is there, there's some jams, man. There's some jams on here that I just cannot get enough of. I listen to this album on repeat for, uh, more times than I can like count because uh, when I first found it, that's all I listened to. I listened to this for maybe for like a month straight. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a, a Despot comes out on here at one point. Oh shit! Yeah, Despot. When's he coming uh, out with the album? I have, fucking, I have no idea. Where he said the shit. Yeah. The first time we saw one of the jewels. Yeah. He was there, right? Yep. And he comes out. And he's just like, yeah, the album's coming out soon. And he plays these like bad songs. Yep. And he does that weird ass dance with LP. Yeah. And the, uh, yeah. fucking, like, you're my dad. Or yeah. Like, yeah. And <laughs> the album never came out. Nope. It never did. Um trying to find the one uh that has yeah on the line is dope uh high street god damn it i'm just gonna listen to the whole fucking thing but yeah blood orange is um not an album that i just knew i, I didn't know who this guy was mm. and pitchfork just said that you know i was doing a disservice to myself and not listening to it i found it and he's one of my favorite artists man like yeah. he's just killing it i can't get enough of it um if you've liked what you've heard Please check out Cuba Deluxe. The dude is a fucking phenomenal songwriter and singer. Mm-hmm. I can't, I can't, you know, can't say any more than that. Say some more. 
you're like you're gonna fucking need to. <laughs> yeah, you gotta, you gotta um, hold me for a little bit here. So like like I said, a couple right, of his, a couple of his newer <laughs> fuck <laughs> a couple of his newer stuff. It's a little uh, it's a little harder. There's a there's I, I forgot the name of the newest albums, but he played it at the show, and um like there's a lot more rap involved mm-hmm. in there, and there's a lot more R and B in his newer stuff. And um, it sounds like so that was that to me sounded very like almost 80s mm. with a little bit of 90s influence. The newest stuff is more like 90s influence, like big time, like 90s, like rap and R&B. And if that sounds like it's up your alley, then check them out. Blood mm. Orange. All right. Yeah. Well, uh, so this is my third one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this one is going to take us back to 2013, which as we were looking at all these albums that we're into, 2013 was Felt like a big year. Hell yeah. That was there, that album. There was, there was a lot of stuff. That was yeah. that album. That's this album. Uh, some later albums that uh, we might talk about were 2013. Mm-hmm. Um, but so this one takes it back. This is a band that's been around in some form of another probably since like the early 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I know who it is. And then in 2013, they hit us with this one. Uh, yep. I fucking knew it. it I knew it. Queen, this is Queen of the Stone Age. Album like Clockwork terrifying fucking intro is phenomenal yep let the shit build mm. <laughs> shit hell yeah <laughs> if I was a wrestler this would, this would be my this intro be, song this little... so you don't know much about Queens of the Stone Age been around for a long time Mm-hmm. Damn good. Um, they've been been around for a long time. They're, they're a rock group, uh, and they have like a very kind of signature sound that's very like riff heavy, kind of like repetitive riff, kind of. Yeah. And so when this album comes out, you know they're talking about it. It's coming out. Oh, this close. Can you open that up again? Oh yeah. Um, the album comes out, and what drew me to it a lot. I was already a fan of theirs. But was like how melodic this album was. Yes, very. And there was melodic. a lot of you know piano worked into the music, and a lot of the singing. Like he does a lot of like falsetto singing, and like just his voice really lent itself to kind of the. It was like a very melancholy, dramatic album. Yeah, and so where a lot of the other stuff was just like straight, like this is rock. Mm-hmm. This was kind of a lot of the earlier stuff is more like it's like it's like a garagey sound rock. Yeah. And so that's what drew me to this a lot, yeah. and it had a lot of cool uh, like and like animation stuff in the music videos. That was really cool. Yeah, the fucking album cover is badass. Yeah, yeah. and so uh, I couldn't get enough. Yeah. Who's that? What's the name of that track? This is called uh, "Keep Your Eyes Peeled." Keep your eyes peeled. It's the intro. Yep. Then I think it has one of the best uh, rock songs of the decade on it called "My God Is the Sun." Hell yes, it does. It goes like this. Baseline is on point. Yep. Let it play. So goddamn good is that, uh, and then another thing that always like kind of draws me to Queens of the Stone Age is where they are this like hard rock band, mm-hmm. 
but they've always been like we're like, we're a sexy ass yeah uh, yeah we're a band. sexy we're a so sexy like, we're playing these like rock songs but yeah. they always have like a little groove to them that are just like man this is moving you yeah know? this has kind of got like a little uh little rhythm to it yep here's uh another this is smooth sailing which i think is like one of the highlights of the album this is probably my favorite song on mm-hmm. the album easily you want to talk about like repetitive <laughs> you want to talk about sexy That wasn't me. That was him. Yeah. I'm going to fast forward it to... Uh, I was about to say, you got to fast forward it. You got to fast forward to the part. Shit play, blew me away. Play a little lower here. I think there's still some time, but... Uh, this, this, that shit blew me away mm-hmm. when this part comes up. And I always regret... We, Me and Catherine went to the concert when they mm-hmm. were on t- we're touring for this album. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, just good shit. Uh, it's perfect. Yeah, you went without me. <laughs> yeah, we went without you, man. Uh, at the time, we weren't really like as close. Yeah, like, it kind of felt like I think I was going to Dallas, and you found out. Yeah, and you're like can I come? And I was like, oh shit, okay. <laughs> right, Turn the shit over here. Damn, that's it. That's that was it. When that I, was. Anyways, one of my favorite rock albums. I um, mean, check it out. Uh, yeah. They still put out more stuff. Like I said, they're one of the older bands. Inflate this list. Uh, this is the closer on the album. Yeah. This is called like Clockwork. You're about to make me cry. This and shit. This is a uh, and this shit right here. I think uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think Elton John is on here somewhere, singing backup. Maybe he playing, I, is he's he on the piano at all. I don't know. Maybe that's him singing. I don't think so. That's John. That's definitely the main good dude from Queens of the Stone Age. Yeah. Beautiful fucking song. Yeah. It's a uh, a damn good album. Like I said, took me back to, this is like my right out of college phase. Yeah. Where I was finally making a little money and uh, I could buy all the CDs I wanted to because I was still living at home. (laughs) You're still buying CDs at that point. Yeah. That's the thing. I think everybody was checked out and I was still in because my car didn't have a... any kind of auxiliary. Yeah, you were, you were driving anything. the uh, the was Dodge. Like, that, was like that little Dodge Neon. Neon, yeah. And so I had my two fat ass uh, with uh, <laughs> CD books. <laughs> oh man, but that's good. Damn good album. Mm-hmm. Damn good rock album. But uh, we're gonna we're gonna leave uh, gonna leave Rock Town for a little bit. Okay. <laughs> we're gonna go into something a little uh, a little more controversial, if you will. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go to something. Um, my number two. This is my number two album. It wasn't that controversial at the time. No, I'll just say that. No, it wasn't. It's more. He, just go ahead. <laughs> it was not. This is my number two album of the year. This was very hard because this particular artist has a lot of great albums. Mm-hmm. And while he's released five, I would say. In the decade. In the decade. Uh, we considered like well, three of them. Technically like six. Yeah. Yeah. Technically six. But we've considered like, well, like seven. Really? Three. All right, Fuck ahead. me. <laughs> We've considered at least like three of them to be like just fucking phenomenal. Top-notch classics. Top-notch classics. And uh, with that, I mean, I can't... You knew you knew he was going to be on my list. Uh-huh. You knew he was going to be on it. I'm really hoping but, you start uh, with the, what I think you're going to start with, but I don't think you will. 
What do you think I'm going to nah, start with? Go ahead. I got to start with like. <sighs> that ain't it, but this is good ass. <laughs> <laughs> the Life of Pablo by Kanye West. I mean, this is how you incorporate religion into your music. This is, yes, dude. <laughs> Honestly, this was like, this to me was one of the, honestly, one of the greatest albums of the decade, in my in my opinion, mm-hmm. easily. Um, Kanye came from My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, mm-hmm. which I don't know if a lot of people know, but that was the album that got me into Kanye. Mm-hmm. Was that? That was 2010. That was 2010. And um, while that album is amazing, it's definitely dated. I would say, like to me, it's dated. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean it does. It doesn't mean it's not good. It's very good. But then, when you hit us with something like Jesus, that shit was that one of my favorite albums of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was really hard between Yeezus and Life of Pablo. But Yeezus, while Yeezus was so different and while I loved it, no, I feel like nobody else really felt it on the level that me and you did. Yeah. And um, this Life of Pablo was just like a return to form for him in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't get enough of it. This ultralight beam, super different than what I've ever been into. And uh, he, I mean, he fucking did it. This motherfucker it's just did a well crafted song. And you want to talk about a good verse? Your boy Chance, well, I guess he changed it, but Chance brings brings yeah. the house down. Yeah, in that Chance song absolutely kills it. Um, but I mean, I was going through, and it's just hit after hit after hit because I, I, I when I was listening to it this morning, mm-hmm. I didn't skip anything. Like there was one, like I, I, I tried to skim through the albums that I wanted, but yeah. I, I couldn't. I couldn't skim. I couldn't skim through this album at all. I had to listen to like the entire goddamn thing. This, of course, is uh, the, the second track. Father, stretch my hands, part one. Oh, that's that fucking drop, man! Amazing. This is that shit. I remember when the album first came out. I could, I couldn't believe it. Yeah, I was listening to it. So at this time, when was this? Like 2016. This one was 2016. Yeah. Um. So. So, like, living with Cashew and I, I remember we went to uh, Barnes and Noble, uh-huh. and I was looking for like we were we were into buying CDs, and uh, they had a college dropout CD. Yeah. It, they had it for like a dollar, and he was like, "You should get that." And I was like, "I was kind of into Kanye in that like I liked um like the singles, you know, I like yeah. right, um, Stronger and Jesus Walks and things like that." Yeah. And then uh, I bought that, and I was just like, "Damn, this is this is good. Like, this yeah. is a good album." Yeah. And then I kept listening to more of the albums. And I was like, "This is fucking good too." Yes. And that's when I really got in. Um, but when this album came out, this was like the second Kanye album that I was already like a fan of uh-huh. when it was leading up to like the release. Yes. Yeah. So the thing with like Kanye albums have always been like, "Oh, the new Kanye album's coming out." Yeah. And it's gonna be big. Mm-hmm. And He's not one to kind of like stay doing the same style. So every time nope. one's coming out, you're like, this is it. This is yeah. going to be the flop. This yeah. one's going to suck. So when this one came out, I remember thinking, this, this one's not going to be good. Yeah. I was like, this this is it. He can't do it again. Mm-hmm. He's out. He's out of ideas. Yeah. 
No. no. Like, the thing, it comes <laughs> no, out, no. and it's good, but then he was doing that thing where he would, like, keep changing it. Yes, he, he kept like, changing he would the go songs. go back and change the songs, and then go back, and it was like you were watching somebody make an album, like, in, like, real time. Yeah. And I was like, oh, That was badass. Crazy. Yeah, that was really fucking cool to me. Um, so it, It's good. Yeah. It's a good album. And uh, Famous, uh, with Rihanna on it, and, um, God, dude, this, this song has the sample of the bum, bum, beat on, bum, yeah. and I just when that comes out I couldn't get enough of it mm-hmm. like this already sounds badass like this shit gets me hyped already but then when you switch it up and you're gonna bring in the sample that's beautiful yeah that's such a beautiful mix and so he's always you know obviously he's a big uh, guy like samples yes kind of yeah. guy um, but this one always blew me away how kind of eclectic the samples were. Yeah, it's just like random stuff that just get puts it, that just it gets works. put in. Yeah, all over the place. Yeah, it really does work. And then you have uh, you have uh, freestyle. Now I will say, while I like this version, there's another there's another artist who took this. And he oh. fucking <laughs> killed it, and he fucking murdered it, and uh-huh. that's Tyler Creator. His version of this song. It's phenomenal, but this mm. one's really good too. Mm. Um, and then, of course, I can't like. I always listen to this fucking song. I probably listen to this song maybe like once, like a week. That's it. Yeah, that's what I wanted you to start yeah. with. Step up in this bitch like. I'm the one your bitch like. And it, like, yeah. and the worst part, <laughs> it goes against like all like. Like Chris Brown is on it. <laughs> <Yeah. and> like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't fucking like Chris they Brown. They should have kept the version that had fucking Frank Ocean on it. Yes, man. They should have kept Chance, Chance's version of this song. I love. Mm. I wish they would release it, but they never are. So you just got to you gotta search for it on YouTube. And even then, you're going to hear it through like an interview that he's yeah. doing. And that version, I probably think is superior. But this one is still phenomenal. Mm. Like, this is fucking phenomenal. Sun don't shine in the shade. And then when he played this at when he played this at the concert, yeah, oh my god! god. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Um, yeah. Such a good album. I loved it so goddamn much. And then when I when I'm already in love with the album at this point, I'm already like this is this is fucking blowing me mm-hmm. away. I can't get enough of this goddamn album so much. What did I just talk about with Tame Impala? <laughs> You're really into like synthy shit. Really synthy shit. What's the second to last fucking song that he has on here? None other than Fade. Remember the music video? The second song? Oh my god. Unreal. Unreal. I just. You can't beat this beat. I think I think too much. Can't. Tame Impala wasn't going to do it. Somebody had to. Somebody had to do it. <laughs> Why not him? This shit, man. I'm just saying. Uh, I like. It was between Yeezus and Life of Pablo, mm-hmm. uh, and then I remembered Fade. I remember Fade was on here. It was the the tiebreaker. And that was a tiebreaker. Because yeah, remember, because Bound Bound Two mm. on Yeezus was like, I got I, I got to pick it. I mm. love that song so much. 
And then I remember, and then I heard fade on this one. I was like, ah, oh, shit. Here we go. Yeah, I got to do it. Yeah, man. And uh, yeah, that was it. And, and like I said, it was uh, my beautiful dark twisted fantasy, Jesus, and now Life of Pablo. And you know, he had um, what was it, Yeezy? It's called Yay, Yay, and then uh, with Yay, which I liked. I mm-hmm. really liked Yay. And then uh, the latest one was uh, what was it, Jesus is King. Yeah, yeah, Jesus is King, and that one was that one was okay, but got good beats. Uh, yay, yeah, yeah, <laughs> but um, but uh, Yay was was better. And obviously, opinion. I feel like so dude's always been a a controversial figure. Controversial People like him. He's a little too brash. He's yeah. a little too this and that. A little too brash now for me. Yeah, and some of the stuff he's been like saying, it's a little uh. Well, out there, mm-hmm. but we can always remember the good old days. And I'll go to my number two album. Uh-huh. And I remember this was like we're sticking with them. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, you keep throwing me <laughs> off. I thought you paused it when you handed it to no. me. So, um, this is another 2013 jam. Uh huh. And so this is another Kanye album. This is what you've oh, been talking about. Shit. Either. <laughs> and so uh, this was after my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. Yeah. And this was the first time that I was uh, like a Kanye fan and album was coming out. Yeah. And it comes out and it's like this complete change of what he's about. He's usually been these like soul samples. 100% different. And not always like soul samples, but he's always been like kind of a bright, like nice sound. And like he comes out with this one and it's like a very minimalist sound, complete opposite of what he did on the electronic. Yeah, fucking, it's twisted, it's ugly. It's yes, fucking all the shit he's saying is like, ah, yes, it sounds, like, it sounds, it's grimy. This is a grimy ass album. And then I got the CD. It came in that like clear like disc case, yeah, with nothing but like a little orange piece of tape on it, yeah. And I put this in the car, and I was like, oh, I don't know about this one, Kanye. And then I was like, well, <laughs> so hold up, <laughs> hold up, yeah. Oh man, I could I was in. Yes. This is unlike anything I had ever heard. Yeezy season approaching, fuck whatever y'all been in. Fuck what fuck whatever y'all been wearing. A monster about to come alive again. Soon as I pull up in park the bins, get this bitch shaking like So like I heard I was listening like I said, I've been I've I was I've been listening to albums all day. Mm-hmm. I was getting ready in the morning. I was taking a shower. This is the first album I, I listened. I put mm-hmm. on. I was fucking screaming <laughs> at the top of my lungs. Like, oh my god! It just, especially with this song, on site. Mm-hmm. On site is like one of the top songs, top tracks in that album for yep. me. Attention, attention. Right right this, this is when I, was, I, I started all over right here. Yep. Right now, for you give it up. Just when you think like, oh, this is the Kanye I know. Yeah. Psych. <laughs> I'm psyched. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, the album comes out and it's this like fucking ugly ass like minimalist yes, sound. Yes, man. But I loved it. And it, I maybe because I was just like in my the prime of, you know, I was a Kanye, big Kanye fan. Yeah. Where like other people that were into Kanye, they were like, I don't like that shit. Yeah, I they feel don't. like he can come out whatever he wants. This was too weird. Yeah. The, for, this was too weird for the mainstream. Like, none of these songs really, like, got big. This except, is your shit. Yeah, no, fuck yeah. It is, it's a damn right is my shit. Not, like, what was it? Two tracks on this album that got, like, kind of big? How many How many tracks did you say got big on this um, one? Um, probably, like, two. 
two, right? Two or three. Yeah. And for an album, for a Kanye album, that's that's low. Yeah. And I just feel like this was way too different. But for me, I had never heard anything like this in my life. And I was like, Dude. I remember when he performed this on SNL. Yeah. Like, it was like, SNL is always the like, oh, Kanye's coming out with a new album. Yes. He's going to be on SNL. He's definitely going to like uh, premiere some shit. Yeah. And he comes out and he's like playing this song and it's got this weird video going. I remember thinking, oh, I don't know about this one. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't like it when he played this song. When the it, album came well, out. Well, yeah, because when he played it, like, I guess it was like his first time doing it live. Mm-hmm. So he it was like kinda, screaming and shit. Yeah, he was screaming and you couldn't really hear what the hell was going on. It so- it's scary. It sounded fucking terrifying. Yeah. And I think like, you know, sometimes when I, we, we talk about albums and like we're kind of, you know, he was in this mindset. I feel like maybe I'm just like making it up. Yeah, like I know. I, I tried to keep up with like what was happening. Yeah, but I think he was going through the whole like he's trying to get into fashion. Yeah, he's getting major pushback on like you know you shit sucks. You know we're not gonna like really work with you. Yeah, and like this always felt like his fuck you to like music to fashion to everything. Yes. Um, I remember a big deal was he had the song "I Am a God." Yeah, and I remember when that was the one everybody was like, "Can you believe like what a arrogant motherfucker?" Yeah. But I I'm on the, yes. I loved it. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did. I did, dude. I played this song. I blasted this shit. Blasted. Why would somebody say that? Yeah, it's just listen to those fucking beats. Ooh. I'm gonna I'm gonna skip forward to my favorite part. <laughs> he fucking screams. Oh, what happened? This fucking little line that comes in. <laughs> fucking love this little bass line that comes in. Yeah. And then, uh. It's like a terrifying. Like screams. But then this little, like. I don't know what it is, but these little notes that come in right here. Yep. That's yep. shit. Yep. It's, it's amazing, man. Uh, I think this is the other song that kind of blew up. Hell yeah. New Slaves. Yeah. And uh, yeah, man, I was just, I was super into it. And uh, it's also kind of, like, to me, it's like, like when you think like his like ugliest album, it's super kind of, kind of gross. Like the shit he says. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, like, for sure. You fucking gross right yeah, now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like this is shit. It was just, Nasty. I don't know what it was, like what he was on. But it just felt also like the beginning of his. Like, Never seen this part of Yeezy Death. Yeah. Yeah. This was like definitely the kind of, yo, know, like Kanye's like going into some some shit. I just I, all I want to say is like whenever people talk about Kanye, they never talk about Yeezus. No, nobody nobody ever talks about Yeezus, and that to me is like fucking insane because this is like the man's most insane, out of this world album. But this is the most beautiful shit right here to me. So like it builds up to this. Oh, and yeah. And I don't know where he dug up the sample from. You talk about ethereal. Yep. <laughs> Saying shit, we don't know what it means. It's like, it's like, glim- he's giving you glimpses of like old Kanye. Of what you want. Yeah, right? what you want. Through all this ugliness mm-hmm. in this album, and here's a taste of like what you're missing. And what I thought about, it's like I got Frank Ocean coming up here. Yeah. And everybody's like, oh, Frank's on the song. And what I love is just like, he's like super buried in the mix. Yep. 
Yeah. It's like all you kind of give. Sounds so great. That was fucking amazing. Yeah, man. So, you know what I want to hear? Yeah, <laughs> you know what the fuck I want to hear? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. So that was our like little moment to gush, yeah, about one of our favorite artists. It has to, it had to be. And I mean, you talk about the decade. You got to. Mm. This is gonna be my wedding song. <laughs> Wait, you could have come out the aisle for this. <laughs> God. I'm I trying just, to like be uh, informative on these albums, yeah, but it's it, it, it's too hard. Like it's too it's, hard, and like hard. I'm getting too wrapped up in like I love this, I yeah. love that, but I couldn't I couldn't believe this album. No, I I agree. <sighs> like here comes my number one. Okay, now it's no surprise. Frankie already knew what my number one was mm-hmm. going to be. Like he called it this morning. He's like, all right, here here's here's your, here's your, what your list is going to be. And for the most part, he got it right. Um, and I'll, I'll I'll talk about my honorable mentions after after this or after Frankie does his number one. But as far as for me, my number one album of the decade by one of my favorite artists of all time, an artist that I have grown with, I feel like, and have witnessed his evolution from from sound to sound and album to album, and just as a performer. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's none other than fucking okay, 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 okay. Flower Boy by Tyler the Creator. God, man, I think. <laughs> All right, good. Is this one of the most beautiful albums I've ever listened to in my entire life? Like, just hands down, it's amazing. This is. While Yeezus was nothing like Kanye had ever done, mm-hmm. this is nothing that Tyler has ever like done. This is like so new, so different sounding. I couldn't help but fall in love immediately. Because mm-hmm. what the, the first single that he released was actually what Boredom. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it was Boredom, which I am definitely going to play next. But um, I, I just I couldn't get enough of it. Mm-hmm. Could not get enough of it. It's 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 a heartbreaking album. It's beautiful. It's very sort of like romantic in a way, and tragic. It's just everything. And um, I connected with this shit so well. Again, I connected with this album because I was going through a lot of shit when this came out back in what 2017, mm-hmm. and um, can't help but get into it. And like so We talk about Tyler Creator all the time here Obviously yeah. We're talking about the concert last week The albums come out We talk about it um, But yeah man I just feel like as far as an artist We've kind of been able to see him come from like This this dude that was like making his own shit in his like In his, like, his room in his house yeah. And like he, with, with Odd Future A kid Literally yeah, a they're, kid They're teenagers And yeah. then from there like grow to make their own albums Their own videos Their own everything And then kind of go from being like his own like you know his solo albums and everyone gets like a little better production and better yeah and he always had the ear right that like yeah. kind of jazzy feel to his stuff yeah and like a kind of like a sign what feels to me like a signature sound of his is like there's like a certain like kind of i don't know that much about music there's like an off kilter sort yeah, of like sound like it's yeah. always been something about his shit that like maybe sounds like a little out of tune but it just works it works and this one feels like 
his fully realized kind of like leave all the you know he was like this real like shocking artist and you yeah. talk all this like really fucked up shit yeah but that all gets kind of like removed and is left with what was always kind of like a vulnerable artist i guess yeah and like just just that's here mm-hmm. and like his fucking what he always kind of had the ear for yeah and like that's what the album is to me Killed it on this shit. <laughs> <laughs> so this was the first single that released. You sent it to me, and you know, again, I liked Tyler at, at that time. I liked him. I was like, oh, all right, let me let me hear what he's coming. And then he pl- and then I play this. I couldn't believe it. That's, that is so smooth, <laughs> so smooth. It's so fucking just. Relaxing, mm-hmm. calming in a way. That's not him. Like it hadn't been him. That shit. That yeah. that synth. Oh my god! It just blew me away, man. Um, this is a. This is one of the first times where, like, I, I said, like, this is this album is like an experience. Like, mm-hmm. when, once you start it, you have to listen to the entire thing. And there's just amazing production. Uh, amazing just rapping going on in here uh, this is pothole and then you got a uh, garden shed which i love so much and like 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 you were like very much like like what you were saying where it's like he's kind of vulnerable in this album or he is vulnerable in this mm-hmm. album he's talking about some deep shit and one of the things he's talking about is um he's talking about like lost love but he's also talking about uh, a yearning for like the old days that he's like hanging out with his like crew hanging out with his friends and such a beautiful song is uh, November and um, that's what he's really getting into it and it sounds badass and it sounds this is that off kilter sound mm. but everything that he's saying is just you relate to it it's almost like take me back to like a, a simpler time yeah. in a way I don't know the sound, um, the art behind it, and just everything about this album. I just loved. You want to know what my favorite song of this album is? You ain't gonna play it. So, oh, this is my no, shit. Fucking, this is one of, like this song is one of my favorite. This is fucking on hype ass song. This is a this is that like uh, don't don't get it twisted. Yeah, like, I'm, still, I'm still Tyler. Yeah, <laughs> like, I'm, I still shit. got the the energy. Yep, I'm still bringing the heat. What's the name of this track? Who That Boy. It is. I think I remember him saying somewhere that this little beginning part was something that he wrote where he saw a picture of some lady on the beach yeah. and the picture was her looking at something and he wanted to write something to kind of like portray like her, what she was seeing or something. Oh. And like this was kind of like what he came up with. That's fucking awesome. That's that's scary. Let's tell him. <laughs> Kind of sounds like a little, little easy inspiration there. Yo, who that boy? Who him is? Him that nigga? God, I swear, stand out, got him. Don't need no chair. Where the fuck he at? The video is all kind of creepy. I'm like running around. The you never seen the video of this? Uh, yeah, he's like running around with like his face like sewn on or like half sewn on or some shit. It's weird. Uh, yeah, it's crazy. Good videos too. He's always had good videos. Yeah, he's always had some crazy dude. shit. Do you want to play anything else? Um, so I think when I, th- let me see, I'm going to play one more. Oh, here we go. 
Yeah, he wanted to talk about some hype shit. Here's another little taste of like what Tyler had been about. And uh, I played this for uh, I played this for like my my younger little cousins, mm-hmm. and they fucking love this shit. <laughs> Real grunge. I ain't got time for these niggas. Better throw a watch at the door. Have my boys in this bitch looking like a seminar. I've been talking to motherfucker boy. I ain't got time. So I, I, uh, I played that, like I said, for my younger cousins. Mm-hmm. And so every time we're in the car, they're like, play that. Can you play that? I ain't got time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, hell yeah, I can play that shit. Uh. <laughs> but yeah, that was that. That was it, man. That it, uh, my number one of the decade. And to go to none other than uh, Tyler the Creator, uh, Flower Boy. Beginning of the the decade, I wouldn't have like assumed that like I wouldn't have thought he would be one of my favorite artists. Nope. I, uh, be- I, beginning of the decade, I would have never chosen a Tyler album. Well, he kind of freaked me out. That was yeah, the thing. He was yeah. very like shocking dude. He was kind of he really was controversial. Said a lot of fucked up things. A lot of like homophobic things. Yep. Like a lot of misogynistic things. And it was just. But it was always kind of interesting and like, oh, these are these dudes making this crazy ass music. Yeah, very that's Wu-Tang, all fucking gone. Very, very you know? Wu Tang esque. Yeah. All right, so I'm gonna go to. I feel like I left that off on a weird note. Like he was saying all these fucked up stuff, but that all got kind of like, you know, little by little as he kind of became like a bigger artist. I feel like that kind of took a back seat, and yeah. you know, sometimes kind of reminds me of Eminem. Oh uh, yeah. Oh so, yeah. My number one album mm-hmm. is an album by Kendrick Lamar. Oh. Another one of my favorite artists. So I think around... I didn't think you were going to pick Kendrick Lamar, i got to be honest. Uh, you didn't think? This, is, this came out in 2013? <laughs> oh, 2012. 2012. It's a good kid, Mad City. Oh, so hell yeah. Leading up to this, I'm sh- like, I wasn't that into him. I didn't uh-huh. know much about him. I knew I had heard his name a lot and that people were talking about him like, oh, this, is the next, this is the next big, uh, the big rapper. Yeah. Like, he's about to be big. And this album comes out, and I think I start to hear a lot of people talking about it. Yeah. And I was like, well, fuck, let me listen. And I'm, I was in. I was, I was fucking Yo, in. Oh, hell. And so, hell. And, and so. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't, I, I, I would go as far as to say this is one of the most important albums mm-hmm. of the decade. You haven't heard it. Good Kid Mad City. Do yourself a favor. Like Kendrick Lamar. Damn, the production. Yeah. So... The album is kind of like a day in his life. And yeah. It kind of goes from, uh, you know, at the beginning he takes his mom's minivan, he meets up with his friends, yeah. he meets some girl, like they go and they get into some like shit, like his friends are obviously wrapped up in kind of like a uh, gang life. Mm-hmm. And the album kind of builds up into all this shit, right? They're like, oh shit, let's go do this. And they go to like a party and they get fucked up and then... Oh, there's those dudes that like fucked with us last time. Let's fuck with them. Yeah. And they like start shooting at them. And then like, you know, one of their brothers like dies. All leads up to like, you know, this redemption story and everything. Yeah. And it kind of ends with uh, his mom saying, oh, you know, so-and-so called. They want you down at the studio or whatever. And they kind of like, oh, you know, maybe this is 
where he takes off this from is here. Where he takes off, yeah. And there's been two other like big ass Kendrick Lamar albums this decade. It was uh, to, Pimp, to Pimp a Butterfly, yep, which is way more ambitious mm-hmm. and just fucking crazy album. And yep. then Damn came out in I think 2017 or 2016, which Damn I, Damn blew I, me away. I was about though. to say Damn might have been my pick. Yeah, but. This shit, I couldn't get enough of this. This is, this is the original. I Man, couldn't. Is, yeah, it was just too good. Like yeah. it was too smart. It was too everything. Yeah, like I, like the way the, the story flows into itself. Like all the stuff he's saying, the things he's talking about, has a what, very had, had a very uh, old school kind of feeling to it because it had like skits and shit. Yeah, and it, had and it all kind of like flowed and very West Coast. Yeah, you know, he's super, from Compton, so super obviously West Coast. influenced by that. I think like they do the the. Definitely, the story is like he's kind of like at this point taken under like Dr. Dre's wing. Yeah, which felt kind of like it. I don't know. Dr. Dre's on the album, and I think he was uh, helping him out with it. But this shit was good. Oh yeah, and they had some singles. This is one of them. I accidentally picked that one. <laughs> <laughs> I like this. Rose Crane. <laughs> Listen to that, man. I mean, I haven't heard of that long. Time. No, no, nobody was doing. Nobody was doing this shit back then. Like, it was like... I mean, people... You know, uh, music by that time had definitely evolved, like, for sure. But here comes this, like... He was young. Like, he mm. was young. Here comes this, like, young kid that comes, and he's, like, putting out this these beats and this lyric and this sort of spoken word rap, bringing that spoken word rap back into the game. And, I mean, it was, it was just so refreshing to hear that yeah. shit. Um, yeah, and, like, it talks all the, like, you know, it's got all the stuff of, uh, you know, we're in the streets and doing this yeah. and that, but just the take on it of being aware of, you know, this is, the like, the realities that we face, you know, there's a song on here called, uh, so it is, like, there's a song called Good Kid, yeah, where he's kind of talking about growing up in Compton, where he's, he's dealing with, like, the gang shit, where it's, mm-hmm. like, I'm not, like, in the gang life, but, you know, I get confronted all the time, and yeah. it's, like, you know, are we, who are you affiliated with? And you're gonna get beat up for saying this or that. And the next verse is like the police giving him shit because it's like, oh, this dude's affiliated with something. Yeah, we're gonna find out. Let's you know give him shit. So it's like he's him versus the city versus the 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 gangsters versus the cops versus everybody. Yeah, and uh, that it's like the two songs that kind of go together. It's like Good Kid, Mad City. Yeah. Um, which was the one I was gonna like look for? This was. Oh hell yeah! This one has Drake on it. Your boy. Yeah. Very nostalgic sort of sound with it, man. And the thing is, at the time, I wasn't too into stuff like this. Yeah. Like, I just... Yep. Like, this isn't something that, like, I give... And we talk about it all the time. Yeah. There's just something about stuff that sounds, like, pleasant and nice to me that I always weirdly stay away from. Yeah. I don't know why. But this, I couldn't help. It was too good. Yeah. And I think, uh, you know... You could tell that this dude was super talented. Uh-huh. And he had already had, you know, other, like, albums and mixtapes and stuff. So people knew what he was about. Yeah. But it just, I think it's it was so cool that he came out with his, like, de- I think this was, like, his debut album. Yeah. Yeah. Like a and studio release sort of. Something like, that felt so fully formed and, like, well put together like that. That yeah. you don't get a lot with artists, like, first albums. That just, like, that shit fucking blew me away. I was about to say. Yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> yeah, you want to hear this one. They probably got me down by the end of the song. 
Bad City. Play that next one. Yeah, that's the one that was the like radio hit. Yeah. This one, Bill talking about the street life, the struggle. Yeah. And the thing, it sounds so real, right? Like it's yeah. all about. I tell you about like this time, this and that. Just like the way he always like paints a picture of like what's going on. Yeah. His flow with it, like it. Uh. <laughs> Is he talking about? Yes, dude. This song was, you know, this the, a, this the like the hit. breakout, like the breakout hit mm. that like everybody was like listening to, and there's like, oh, fucking play this shit at a party. Yeah, I'm getting everybody fucked getting up. fucked up. You listen to it. It's not a, it's not a party song. <laughs> it's very uh, my struggles with alcohol. Yes, kind of. It's, it's a very like it's a tragic track. Life in bottles, granddaddy had the golden flash, backstroke every day in Chicago. Some people like the way it feels, some people want to kill their sorrow, some people want to fit in with the popular. That was my problem. I was in a dark room, loud tunes, looking to make a it's like that part that, that reminds me of being in like parties, right? Yeah, yeah, and it's almost like it's like he's like ironically, like, yeah, like, let's keep going. Two or three shots. Yeah. Fucking phenomenal, man! You can't beat you like you honestly can't beat this as this young guy coming through and just killing the game. This is that song, good kid. Yeah. Fucking phenomenal. Just phenomenal. So from from bottom to top, what was your top five? Or what was your five? Name them out again. Uh, what top five? So they weren't in any order, but like now that we've done it, Good Kid, Mad City is probably my favorite album of this decade. Yeah. Um, but I had uh, Brothers by the Black Keys. Yep. And I had Run the Jewels too. Mm-hmm. Um, like Clockwork, like Clockwork by Queens of the Stone Age. Jesus by Kanye. Yep. And then Good Kid, Mad City, Kendrick Lamar. City. And then as uh, just as a recap for mine, it was Take Care by Drake, Currents by uh, Tame Impala. Cupid Deluxe by my boy Blood Orange, Life of Pablo by Kanye, and Flower Boy by Tyler the Creator. Yeah. And those were our top five, or that was my top five of the decade. It was Frankie's five of the decade, notable yeah. albums, but with his with uh, Good Kid Mad City being his his favorite. Um, now, there is a couple uh, we wanted to hit on. And we won't go that deep into we it. We won't get, wait, man, especially we, since we're just, I see like. Just bear with us and that we're just listening to our favorite songs. Oh fuck yeah! I mean, I mean, you know, this is nothing special. Nothing mm-hmm. special. You're here with 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 your boys, Francisco Fravis and guy named Pedro right now. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but one of the things that I wanted to do was call out just a, a couple of uh, key tracks, key tracks of the decade that I don't think anyone really talks about, and they should talk about because, um, these songs I fucking love, and one of the, my first. We'll only do like one or two, but this track, I heard it. Oh, shit. Not that one. <laughs> oh, shit. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, nobody talks about Mad, Ki- uh, Mad City, um, but I heard this song. It's by a uh, an artist that not a lot of people know, mm-hmm. 
but uh, we've seen him before. Uh, not that great live, gotta be honest. But um, <laughs> just saying, this song I love, and this is a uh, body scream by Lacutus. Right, <laughs> These bitches front like they know was the illest out. Yeah, loves this shit. In the freaking house, homegirl said she want me put it in her mouth. You see the bitches crowd around, you know Lacutus in the house. I'm getting paper like a neighbor on the route. It's just, it's such a feel good song. Yeah, it's feel good. Just, it's just a fun song. Yeah. And um, you know this, of course, like he never got big, but um, this song can only be found on YouTube. So. You know, maybe if you use one of those YouTube to MP3 converters, you can save it, but you're not going to get anywhere else. Yeah, you ain't going to get that shit on the radio, folks. You just not. And I think that, you know, I think this track is just so fucking cool. I love it. Um, this always felt like the kind of song that would definitely... Uh, Get some play. Like, yeah, uh, it, it should, it. right? It should, but it just, hey, it just never did. You fun. I don't know where the fuck this is. I can find it. The work you're talking about. Lacutus. Yeah, no, but yeah. So Lacutus, uh <laughs> we we saw uh, we first saw him. Um, I first saw him back in South by Southwest, mm-hmm. one of the first years that we ever went. Oh, yeah, we did. Yeah, and we saw him with uh, with another group of ours. That I mean, I was gonna call him out. What group? Oh, you want me to just play it? Of course I do. What the fuck? All right, give me a second. <laughs> We saw them with uh, with another group that I think really signified, I guess, like one of the cult like groups of uh, me, Frankie, and Cashwin right now, and that's uh, Das Races. Sadly, no longer together. Haven't been together for a very long time yeah. at this point. Um, but this is uh, what is uh, this Rainbow in the Dark? Yeah, yeah, Rainbow in the Dark by Das Races. This place from the hellhole store. Yeah, I'm in the building, building with building. I'm 100% introduced, by, introduced to this by you two guys. Uh, yeah, Cashwin, really. And and I mean, we couldn't we couldn't biggest go, influence another special. <laughs> we honestly should be his podcast. We 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 could not, um, you know, talk about music of the decade without mentioning. Das races mm-hmm. like we we would cashman would slap the shit out of us if uh, that was the case. just really fun kind of like dudes they, they made a lot of so obviously it's stuff that sounds like this yeah. it's like a uh, rap that's like kind of like slacker rap super not serious at all yeah they're not it's not serious but at the same time it is and yeah. i think that was always a gimmick of uh hey are we like the dumbest guys in the room or like the smartest guys exactly in the room? Are they, are they and that's fucking with us yes or are they just like it's just slackers like that. Do that. the shit they talk about is always kind of what are these references? They're yeah, talking, like, yeah. It's, I mean, unless you want another Death Races song, you got to go to YouTube. That's that's all you. Yeah, honestly, yeah. That Death Races, you're not gonna find a lot of them on uh, on Spotify. Yeah, they you're, had you're, you're two gonna find really well received mixtapes. Yeah, and then their like actual debut album, which, as far as I could tell, wasn't as much of a, a hit. Yes, very true. But. Um, one of my favorite songs songs from them of all time is definitely Rapping to You by uh, Das Racist. I'll just play a couple of seconds, but uh, this beat is, uh, is unbeatable, man. Love <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, back with the unbeatable beat. What did I What did I What did I have? Hello, young Cocoa Butter. Who is you? White people love 
love me like they love Subaru. I mean, it's just a good time. Good mm-hmm. times were had. <laughs> good times were had listening to Das Racist. I, uh, you know, can't complain when it comes to these guys, man. Loved them. Loved them. And oh. I just, I had to, had to give them, a, give them a shout out. Mm-hmm. Rest in peace, Das Rest Racist. Peace. Yeah, I feel like as soon as they were uh, kind of heating up, they fizzled out. Yep, fizzled out real uh, quick. Another one of our favorite artists, artists that we have always loved. Mm-hmm. Um, I first saw him at South by Southwest. I don't think you were there, but awesome. this dude comes out. Oh, weird ass voice. I already know. Weird ass clothes. <laughs> yeah. Danny Brown Fuck comes yeah, out. Danny Brown. I, I was, it was just so intriguing. It was just such a weird looking dude with such a weird voice. Yeah. Growing, growing up. Yeah. Growing up. This was gonna be in my. It, it was in conversation for one of my top five albums. Would have been his album Old. Uh huh. Oh another yeah. Tw- another 2013 jam. So yeah. I'm just saying. 2013. Big year. Yeah. 2013 had some had some hits. Um. Yeah, man. He's just got this like mix of. He was like this really wild like party dude. You know, like yeah. just like drugs and drinking and fucking and yeah. like that whole thing. Yeah. But then he also had these like really like kind of in-depth songs about what it was like to grow up in like Detroit yeah. and like a really dangerous part of town. And so, you know, just a little part of that. Uh, let's look for... What album is this off of? Growing Up? Yeah. That was just some single lady. That was dude. a single. But this one is off of... This is off Old. Old. Like an insane deep one of, shit. One of man. our favorite uh, party songs. Yep, and this is <laughs> off of uh, Atrocity X. Uh, this is off of old. Too. Oh, that's off of old too. Yeah. Fuck, man, I forgot how good old was. There you go, Danny Brown. Damn, man. Damn it! This reminds me of Robert. <laughs> Why? I don't know. Because because didn't he used to say smile? Oh, <laughs> he loved doing the like Danny Brown voice. Yeah, or being like. You ain't shit, pimp. <laughs> Something like that. Uh, another good album. Yeah, his, and I uh, smoke. Yeah. That was yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Another good album. Hey, just a little update on our boy Robert. He's back from his trip. Yes, he is. Well, we're we're going to we'll have him on the show the soon. back in. We're going to have him on the show soon. Uh, but yeah, this uh, uh, another good album from Danny Brown is Atrocity Exhibition. So I would say definitely give that a listen to. Uh, this is really dope. Uh, it has Kendrick Lamar in this shit. Um, how do you say it? Is it AB Soul? I think it's Absol. Absol, I think. Earl <laughs> Earl sweatshirt. <laughs> Who's that? Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, uh, Danny Brown. That's a that's a damn good one. That's a damn mm-hmm. good one. Uh, one more, one more. I'll do one more artist uh, or one more band, I should say. But um, now this is uh, I, I I found I don't know how I found this this group, but it's a uh, it's a group of sisters that. Uh, Came together to do a to do a rock band, and this is this is Haim, and I fucking love Haim. I think it's Haim. <laughs> I'm, I fucking love him though. Like, goddamn, the, their story. I watched, uh, you know, ten things you didn't know about like about Haim, mm-hmm. 
And um, it's an incredible story, man. It's just like these three sisters that like came together. Their their father was really into music, um, and so he started teaching them, you know, instruments as as a really like at a young age. And they just basically kept going with it. It's very uh, very Selena esque almost in a way because just <laughs> they just kept going with it. And their dad taught them a lot of like old school rock songs. Mm-hmm. So they started, you know, they started performing at like soup kitchens and shit like that just for like uh, you know to get. Just to get exposure, I guess. Mm-hmm. And they were doing providing like free shows for a lot of like homeless people and stuff like that. And then and then they just kept going with it and going with it. And it's just three sisters and they're, they're killing this shit. I love fucking this is a song uh Once You Back. I love this man. Mm-hmm. I, I heard this back in the day. And you know, they definitely have like they definitely have like real pop it's like a poppy rock sort of sound. Um and that's once you back. This is the wire. It's one of their one of their bigger hits too, as well. But then there's also some like rock. Definitely some like rock shit in here. <laughs> this is a uh, my song, mm-hmm. my song five. Yeah, I fucking love the way this shit sounds. I'll fast forward to the, the rockish part a little bit. Did you ever? Did you ever listen to them at all? No, I feel like I, every once in a while you just reemerge with you. Like you know, who I love fucking Haim. Yeah. Oh, like, oh shit, I forgot about them. Music videos are great as well. Mm-hmm. It's just like they, it's usually them walking down the street or whatever the hell. But I mean, that shit works. That shit's dope. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, you know, they have a lot of albums at this point. Uh, but definitely, uh, Days Are Gone is good. But this shit's dope. Mm-hmm. That fucking sounds. That sounds good. Yeah, let me get in here one more. Yeah, I got you. So this is one uh, another band that I like called Savages, Uh, and it was their band that kind of kicked off. I don't know when it kicked off, but I think uh, the album came out in 2013, which you know obviously was like the biggest music year of my life. mm -hmm. Uh, Appears to be, (laughs) um, if I can find them. And so I think in 2013 they came out came out with this album called Silence Yourself. And what I liked about it so much was like Kendrick Lamar, fuck, like Kendrick <laughs> Lamar, it it just felt like, you know, a debut where they feel just like fully formed and focused in like what they want to do. I had never heard about this and band. And so this is the first one. And so they're kind of they're like a like a kind of moody rock band. Uh-huh. And like I guess this this is just kind of like the intro to the song, but I was telling you one of the biggest draws to me is like the the lead singer is really good. Yeah, the fucking bass player, that's like the driving force for me. Yeah, and w- I saw them live and I just couldn't I could not like, you, you look away them, from her like she was just unbelievably good. You saw them live. I saw uh, South by Southwest. I saw by Southwest, and, and then, then the next time you saw them live, then they, they opened for a uh, what's that band called? Queens of the Stone Age. That's fucking insane. So this is about to kick off right here. Weird little intro. I could already get into this shit. This shit right here. Fuck it. What's the name of this song? This song, this song is called Shut Up. 
Shut up. By Savages. And like the lead singer's got this fucking presence to her too. And then uh I think this should there's two more songs I wouldn't come play off here. A song called No Face. That's the one you showed me this morning. Yeah. Yeah. That I think more people need to hear this shit. As Frankie said, this is the underrated rock song. I did say that, that this is the most underrated rock song of the decade that nobody knows about. That sounds fucking badass. And then, so if you want to check it out, Savages, here's one more song called Husbands. That's really good. God, the fucking bass is just killing it, man. Yeah, man. And so since then, they came out with another album, but then they took a hiatus. It's been like five years, so I don't know if they're ever going to get back together. But the lead singer, you know, she's doing her own thing. She, yeah. I think, just came out with a song. And then um, she kind of was doing, did a song with the Gorillas at one point. Oh, damn. I didn't know that. Uh, the bass player is doing, definitely doing her own side thing. Uh, just that fucking baseline, man. Come up here. That's shit. That sounds fucking cool. Anyway, that sounds damn good. I feel like we could go on for like <laughs> yeah. eight more hours. We honestly so, could. Um, we honestly could. But I think with that, just, I think that's it. Yeah. Thanks for putting up with our shit. Honestly, Letting yeah. Let's kind of show you some of the music we like. Yeah. I mean, you know, end of the decade and Mark's, uh, it, it, you know, th- this next this next New Year's, it just, it's a lot. It, I don't know. It seems a lot more uh, definitive. Like, damn. This you know, is this is beginning of a new. Yeah. It's the beginning of a new decade. It really is. Mm-hmm. It's a beginning of a new uh, new vibe, if you will. Because yeah. I feel like when it ended, when 2009 ended. And we're going into 2010. It did, I don't know. I just it didn't hit me. You well, know? the thing is, like we were, 19. we were young. Yeah, we were young then. We didn't give a shit. It was just like okay, whatever. New like decade. we were about to be 20, and that was like oh, that's cool. But we want to be 21. You know? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. we were in college, and we still had our stuff. Yeah. This is like we're about to be, we're entering the third our when we're 30, pretty yeah. much. Yeah, exactly. And I think um, so this is the end of us being kind of like you know young and fun. This yeah. is it. Yeah, this is all downhill for me. The, the, this next year. <laughs> This next decade will pretty much be when, you know, most likely the you know we have like kids at some point, yeah, or like marriage, or like you know we buy houses and that's it. Yeah, no more like listening back to music and shit. No, you can't <laughs> no more music at all. We mm-hmm. have to stop listening to music at thirty. Yeah, that's, that's the way it. it works. Um, but yeah, folks, that was our part one of the three part of the three part special of the uh, end of the decade special for nothing special podcast mm-hmm. episode 76 is in the bag thank you so much for um st- uh, you know listening to us mm. being here with us and um if yeah, you, if if you, you have any recommendations for us just send them to us hell yeah send them to us. us dm us and uh last but not least don't forget to follow us on all social media platforms especially instagram that's where we're most active mm-hmm. and uh until next time guys we'll see you on episode 77 yeah peace out <laughs>